All right, guys. Hey, good morning. Welcome to the Sky's the Limit call. Uh, my name is Stephen Yee. I'm your host today. I have my buddy, Matt Goodrich, who's literally a lifesaver. Uh, you can ask me that some other day off, off the call, but um, who's going to be here sharing with us how he, how he almost protected 100 families by himself a month ago, right? So uh, Matt, are you there with us? Can you hear me okay? I'm here, bro. I appreciate you having me on the call. It's a uh... Dude, the only reason I was able to protect it was it was 90 families I did in the, the month of December when everyone takes their time off. And the only reason I was able to do that was because I actually I think we did a team call a month prior, if that sounds right. And then, dude, we, we went through this. and You're like, just here, break down. Here's what you do. Just do this many appointments, do this many families. And I implemented what you recommended. And that's how I did it. Because, dude, and anybody that wants to go Hall of Fame, don't do it the way we did it because it's yeah. stressful. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, it's bad. But, like, but that's the funny part, right? It's like, Matt, like, you understood. Like, you're like, hey, Steve did, oh, I was like 75 families, you know, a year ago in one month. Like, hey, how'd you do it? You know, and I was like, dude, this is what I did. I just compressed time, add it here, do this, do that. And you're like, dude, I'm done. I'm in. And, and that's what I love about this business is, like, you can go get advice from somebody. And it's up to you if you want to put it in place or not. It's really yeah. that simple. You know what I mean? Like I was talking to an agent yesterday and they're like, hey, I'm kind of like scared to go talk to other people. And I'm like, why? Like, other people within the business for advice. I'm like, why? Because I guarantee you, if you sold more insurance to build a bigger team, like your quote unquote upline wouldn't care. Benefits is all no matter what, right? So like sometimes we got to go ask other people how to do the same thing, but have a different perspective. And well, it's also, it's also the same concept of like you hear... You hear things when you're ready to hear them. Yeah. So even if you say something, someone might not be in a position or at a point in their career where they're ready to hear and implement what you recommend to do. Right. Right. So they, everyone's got barriers they have to walk through. It's just a matter of when their time is. Like Sean said, he said on stage at conference, which I thought was excellent because I look, man, I see these people come on stage and I'm not going to lie to you. I'll get envious a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I'm not one of those people that's not pretend like it doesn't happen to me. Right. Okay. And I'm like, man, when is it my time? When's my time? And Sean goes, look, everyone's going to have their run. Everyone's going to have their run. It's just when your run starts, you'll know. It's right. like Nina and Hayden have, have had their run right now. And I'm like, I'm ready for my run. Right. So it's just everyone's got different time. And everybody's run rate is different too. Yep. So like, don't compare your run rate because it's the worst thing you can do. Because they're... that's like one of the easiest ways to, to steal the joy and happiness in what we do in our business is dude i remember when i was brand new man I, I would watch talented guys like yourself and others go bang out i'd be like oh i wrote i protected seven families this weekend and then someone did like 15 and i'm like ah i'm a loser you see what's funny man that's see but that's that's crazy because here's what's like i remember when i was first starting and i used to i used to comparing's got like a double-edged sword like it's good to compare because you want to get better mm -hmm. but it's terrible to compare because it can drain you it's right like, why am i not better Right. You know, it's, it's a double-edged sword. And so now I see you and I'm like, man, how can I get my team to doing a thousand families a month? Or right. you, you see what I mean? It's just, everyone's got a different stage. Right. And everybody does it. So I'm just letting y'all know. But, just don't quit. Right. But let's dive into it, man. Cause um, you know, you, you were doing a lot of it face-to-face -face early in, you know, early on in the year. And then some switched. What was that switch that made you go 100% virtual or even hybrid? Brandon Kitchings. Got it. it was Brandon. Like I give all credit to Brandon because he was, I was doing everything was 100% face-to-face, travel trips, all of it. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, but dude, I, I'm, I'm not, I was worn out. Okay. I was worn out. I, I was, I was just, I was done. I was, and I've got kids, I've got a wife and I am a family person. Like I, you know what I mean? So God, family work. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I am, I want to see my kids. They're at a stage now where they do sports and they do all those kind of things. And I was missing out on too many things and I didn't want to miss on things anymore. And so I heard Brandon Kitchen do his podcast or his team call, or I don't know what it was, man. And he, and he was like, yeah, I started selling over the phone in North Carolina because he had something going on with his dad yep. and he couldn't go out there and he sold for three weeks straight. And I was like, wait, what? And then he, <laughs> and then he recorded it and he broke it down so precise to where I could actually, in his words are kind of my words with some of the stuff he says and his personality is similar to my personality with how he speaks to clients. Right. And so I was like, I can, I think I can implement what he's doing. Right. And I think I can do the same thing. And I, I just went for it, man. And so that started, I was face to face all the way through, I want to say September. And then October, I started to dip my toes in the water. That, that close to the end of the year run. Yes. Wow. Yes. I did. I, dude, it's, it's crazy how it went down because so literally it was, I think we did our podcast. I want to say, or, or the team call with you, I want to say in November, end of October, sound about right. Yep. And so I was dipping my toe in the water and I had done like life transfers, like with data lot. Mm-hmm. And I was starting to try to sell over the phone and I was doing terrible at it. And I mean, terrible at it. Right. And then I, I just kept, educating myself and practicing my script and trying to figure this thing out. And like, I'm going to get this down. I'm going to figure this out. And then I don't know, man, like after our call and you were like, dude, it sounds to me like you just need to implement more life transfers and increase your numbers. And I was like, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) So, so like, I want to say, I started really like halfway through November. I was pretty much at that point. I was all Zoom and all over the phone right. by mid-November. And then I really started at Thanksgiving time. How many, how many families did you protect in those three months virtual compared to the, the rest of the year? Well, that's a great question, man. So I went all virtual over Thanksgiving week is when I went all telesales, just so you know. So it wasn't until then. So I want to say from, from third week in November to the end of the year, everything was over the phone. Right. Everything. And then prior to that, it was probably a 50-50 split. I was trying to do the hybrid model, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, where I was two days in the field and two days on the phone to right. get my feet wet kind of a thing. And what I found is that wasn't working for me. They just didn't, it was, it was, it's either one or the other for me. I can't do both. And I can't do this thing where you set one appointment and then you set a zoom appointment and then you set a in-person appointment. And then you said like, I can't I, right. mentally, I am, um, I'm so I do it. I have to keep things so simple for me because I can't multitask. Right. So it has to be, this is what we're doing today. This is what we're doing tomorrow. Here's the steps. Here's what I'm doing. Right. And that's, that's it for me. Right. Got it. So, you know, share with us, I mean, the benefits of going virtual. I, I've always said, and I've always felt this recently, I should say, uh, not always, but recently I felt this, like there's too many benefits. 
going virtual yeah. versus face-to-face. -face. I, for, for example, like you said, like with you and Brandon and myself, like in Colton, right? Like, and a lot of folks on this call, it's like, we got, you know, spouses and kids at home. So like, it's nice to be back to be able to see our own family at the end of the night, instead of just living in a hotel all the, all the time. I like, well, get really quickly. Yeah. And also, and look, man, I did the hotel thing for 10 years. So don't get me wrong. Like I, I've put my time in, right? You know? but I also know how to sell face to face. And so I can feel you and I can actually feel the rhythm of somebody over the phone too. Right. You know, and, and that comes with experience. Like you're just gonna have to learn that step in between time, just pick out a good script, stick to it. And eventually it'll come to you. Right. So, but dude, I like the, the benefit that we have. See, I, I think it's an advantage that we live on the, on the West coast. And the reason I say that is because when I get up at 4 a.m. and people think I'm crazy because I'm up at four and I'm at the gym and I'm on the phone by five, they think I'm out of my mind. And I'm like, dude, I'm calling East Coast, man. Exactly. It's eight o'clock there. Like I got three hours on you. Exactly. You know what I mean? And so and then you can call all the way until Hawaii time. Exactly. Taking live transfers, bro. So I was doing in December, man. I had I had the phone on getting calls by 5 a.m. I didn't turn off till 10 p.m. at night. Wow. And that's what I did. So that's the other thing, right? So when people talk about virtual sales or telesales, like I, for me, it's just remote. It just means you're not with the client. So for anybody that wants to ask, like, hey, I want to do virtual. It's the same thing. It's just, you're not with the client. That's all I'm trying to say. Um, I think there's three routes you can take. You can take the live transfers. You can take one call closes. Yep. And you can take the traditional route, which is I book the appointment today, I see you tomorrow, and we run the appointment, right? Like yep. traditionally face-to-face -face is what we would do, but we just do it over the phone. In terms of the three routes that you can take, where do you see your, like, where do you place most of your business? So I was actually, I've been going back and forth on this because okay. what I have found is, so with life transfers, I think people are a little confused in the fact that they feel like they have to close it immediately on the spot. Mm -hmm. And that's not true. And the reason why is because it's a great lead. So it's a similar concept. If I'm paying, if I'm paying $54 for an all web live transfer lead, okay, it's a final expense lead. It's the same concept as if I was calling on a direct mail mortgage lead or direct mail final expense lead, and I'm calling to book an appointment with them. There's right. no difference for me. If I can, if I can close it and I feel that we're on the right path to close it on the spot, I'm going to close it on the spot. Right. However, if your decision maker is not there with you, or if you're driving, or if you if you're driving, you don't have access to your banking information. Let's right. be real about it. Okay. So what I would do is I would solidify an appointment and I would book it just like a normal appointment would book. Okay. And what I do is I try to do it the same day in a couple hours if possible. If not, I'll do it within 24 hours. Got it. And what I found on that is my stand-up ratio is very low. So I only get set up 20% of the time. And if they're there, I close it. Nice. So, so you're trying, if, you're not, if you're not closing it on the initial call, you're booking it for a few hours later. So for example, you, you call me at 10, I'm at work. You're like, hey, Steve, what time do you get off? Five. Cool. I got a six. And we're doing it that way. Or you're booking it for tomorrow within 24 hours. Yeah. So, and you've got to really solidify it. So it'd be, it'd be more like, Hey, Hey, Steven, listen, man, there's two ways we can do this. Cause I know you're at work. So I can do this over the phone with you, or I can do it over zoom because of COVID they have to do it two different ways. Which one would you prefer? Phone. Phone. Perfect. Hey, before we do this though, I'm going to send you a copy of my license and my driver's license. That way you can look me up with the state of North Carolina. And that way you can solidify that I'm, I am who I am, who I say I am. Does that make sense? Yep. 
Okay, now I'm gonna get to work for you and it's gonna take me a couple of hours to put all this information together for you. So I need to make sure you're gonna be there at six o'clock tonight, right? Because otherwise I'll put somebody else in that time slot. So is that gonna work for you? Yes, it is. Okay, great. Hey, when we get off the phone, I'm gonna text you immediately a copy of my license, my driver's license, and the time we're gonna talk. I'm also gonna send you an email. This is your email, right? Stephen yep. at skypoint.com, right? And they say, yes. And I go, great. You're going to get an invite from me. The minute you get that invite from me, I'm going to text you. It says, I sent you an invite. I need you to confirm you got it. Does that sound fair enough? Yep. Okay, great. I will talk to you tonight at six o'clock, okay? Sounds good. Okay, great. So, dude, I solidify the crap out of it. I love that, man. That's but like dude, what phone. I used to do in the face-to-face. -face. Same thing. You, know, you got to be able to pull it away from them. Hey, man, if you're not going to be there, just let me know now. Put some else in your slot. Yeah, right. I mean, okay, here's, okay. <laughs> We're so spoiled, okay? Look, this is not, look, I, I'm, it's coming across like it's simple and it's easy. It's not. You have to work your tail off, right. okay? I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is imagine having a dialer all day long who's calling instant internet leads. The instant internet lead comes on the phone and says, yes, I'm interested in talking about life insurance. It then transfers to you. Your job is to then, what's the difference? Right. There's no difference. So now you need to book an appointment with that person or you need to sell it right there on the spot. There's no difference. It's the right. same lead. Right. So that's the way I treat it. So when, you, uh, when you're waiting for the live transfers to come in, are you making outbound dials you know, for other types of leads? Like, I know you have a little bit of direct mail in, you know, spread out. So like... Are you being very passive and just waiting for the calls to come in or while you have your live transfers on, you're outbounding people too? So two different, two different scenarios going on. So nowadays what I'm doing is I'm recruiting, I'm recruiting agents. Got okay? it. So when that time is, when that time is low, I'm sending text messages. I'm talking to agents. I'm right. trying to recruit. Okay. Different concept. In December, when I was strictly just producing, it was outbound. Gotcha. So live transfers are coming in, but I'm also calling mortgage leads. I'm also calling it's internet leads. I'm trying to get people on the phone at all times. So there's no rest. Right. So you're efficient because if a live transfer comes in, you can stop the dials. You can answer this call, close that deal or book it for later on. If nothing's going on, you're not just going to sit there and wait for a call to come in. See, cause that's yeah, the if, thing. Go ahead, Matt. I was going to say, and what's crazy is I feel like people are scared to do that because they're afraid they'll miss a call. Yep. In reality, what happens is if I'm talking to you, people are so forgiving. And so like, if you're talking to somebody on the phone, let's say I'm calling a mortgage lead and I've got them on the phone and then I get a live transfer coming and I go, Hey, listen, I apologize. I just, Hey, listen, a client is calling me that I've been working with. And I'm, I've been trying to get hold of them. Is it okay if I just answer the call real quick and I'll be right back. Yep. And they always say yes. Right. So they're forgiving, but at the same time, you're kind of testing them because if they're going to wait for you to come back on the phone, how interested are they? Oh, they're buying. They're, that's a buyer. Yeah. That's a guarantee. So just, yeah. Just be, your clients are forgiving. Be okay with it. Right. Um, damn. I love that. That's great, dude. What was, you know, in, in terms of like lead flow, um, you know, how much did you, I mean, obviously to write and protect a hundred, almost a hundred families, you need a lot of leads, right? Um, what was your lead flow like when you, when you did that in December? I did 180 appointments. Wow. So 40, 45 a week. Yep. Nice. It's what you told me to do. So I did 180 appointments. Mm -hmm. Now an appointment for me included life transfers. Right. So every time I took a life transfer, 
every time I got somebody on the phone and I spoke to them about buying life insurance. Right. That was an appointment. Because that's what, that, you know, so everybody, everybody goes like, how do you, how'd you do your premium, man? I'm like, dude, like most people run 30 appointments in a week, at least you're, if you're full-time, you're supposed to, right? And so if I'm running four weeks, that's 120 appointments. But if I run 45 appointments, that means I'm running 11 a day, right? So 44, 45 appointments. I get an extra 60 appointments, which is I get an extra six, uh, two weeks in that same month. Yeah. And all it is, is I usually protect 50 families. Boom, I protected 75 because I, it, it was, it's just math. It's just math. It's just math, you know? Yep. So like you can literally control your income. You can control your lead flow. You can control your income here. And that's the beauty of what we do. Um, when you, when you outbound dial people, right? Are you calling out of phone burner, ring central, or what type of phone system are you using to call people? My cell phone. Really? You're not area code matching or anything like that? No. Wow. Became, I, I got too many, I got spammed too many times, all those kind of things. Got it. And at that point, it just wasn't worth it for me anymore. So I was just calling out of my cell phone. Nice. Do you ever get people to text you go like, why are you, you're from Vegas? I'm from, you know, Ohio or something. No. <laughs> That's <laughs> to know. This is the reason why we ask these questions, because I don't know. And a lot of people on the call are probably wondering just as, you know, just as much as I am. But that's no. good to know. OK, um, what, I mean, what other thoughts you got on? on well, here's what I here's what I can say is if you're looking to once you take the emotion out of this business and you strictly realize it's just numbers, you can figure out anything you want to do. Mm -hmm. And what I will also say to you is if you're starting a run, remember, it takes three weeks to build momentum. Momentum is one of those things that it's hard to get, but it's extremely easy to lose, right? And so, and, and what'll happen is and when you first start, it'll be really hard to get going. And then it'll take you about three weeks to catch your rhythm of things. And then you're in your momentum swing. So forgive yourself if you're struggling the first two weeks, because right. it will all catch up eventually. Right. Okay. So just remember that. And also, once you get good at this business, you'll know what your numbers are. So like I know, for example, if I want to say help 90 families in a month, I need to have 180 appointments because I know that for every appointment I book, it's worth basically half a family. Mm -hmm. Let's think about it like that. Right. Okay. So I know what my numbers are going to be no matter what happens. And then just up your lead flow, man. It's as simple as that. Scaling. That's all it Scaling. is. I remember... I remember one of one of the agents came into my office in Vegas and he was like, Hey, I spend, you know, four grand a month to protect 20 families a month. How do I get to 40? I'm like, you serious? He's like, yeah, I really don't know. I'm like, spend eight, dude, like just double your lead bill. Like, why are we having this conversation? You, you know don't I mean? believe you. <laughs> and, and what was fascinating. And I, I, I love poking fun at, at this. He was sitting there like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And I'm like, Dude, it's just okay. It's not their fault. Listen, man. Oh, um, how can I say this properly? So, like, we're taught Family First Life is an anomaly. It's just, it's an amazing company, and it like, it's so abnormal what we do here. Like, you have to remember, like, we we make it normal, but in the insurance world, we're abnormal, bro. Like, 100%. we are one of one. Yep. You know. And so I'm going to give you, I'm going to, for the, for the folks on here, because I know people want to know like a lead breakdown. Is it okay if I tell yep. them exactly what I spent and everything? You okay with that? Yep. So I used three different vendors in the month of, De of December. I used all web leads. 
I used Date a lot and I used Everquote. Mm -hmm. Okay. I spent $7,700 with all web leads, $7,500 with Data Lot, or no, with uh, Everquote, and I spent $1,250 with Data uh, Lot. I also spent $5,900 on mortgage leads. Got it. Wow. So I spent $22,060.47 or something like that. To protect 90 families, which the number protect always 90. gets back to one to four, one to five. It's the yep. same, regardless of how you do it. Like, Colton protects on average 50 to 60 families a month. His lee bill is 10 to 12 grand. The math is always the same. You know what I mean? I love it. Let's dive into your, your, uh, your in-phone. We can't call it an in-home. <laughs> Let's dive into your in-phone appointment. I like that, dude. I'm going to start using that. <laughs> How does the structure go when you got me on the phone? I treat it like a normal appointment. Okay. And so in, in, the thing that you have to realize about phone appointments is it's just an appointment. And the minute you can figure that out, you'd be fine. So establishing credibility is the most important part that you can do, just like when you're inside of home. How okay? do you do that? So if I, what's that? How do you do that? It's a simple process like this. Hey, Stephen, listen, you obviously got transferred to me. I'm a licensed underwriter in the state of Nevada. And what that basically means is I represent 35 different A-rated companies. My job is to advocate for you to find you the best deal in pricing. Okay. So, but first, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send you a copy of my license and my driver's license. because I want you to be able to look me up with the state website. That way, you know that I'm a real person and that I'm licensed in the state of Nevada. Does that make sense? Love that. Yep. So real quick, I've got your cell phone number. Is this, is that correct? Yes. Okay, great. I'm going to send you a text real quick. It says insurance due, Matt. We let me know when you got it. I got it. Okay. Now I'm going to send you a copy of my license and my driver's license. Let me know when you got those. Received. Okay, great. Hey, listen, man, like I said, so now that you know who I am, my job is simply to find you the best pricing with all the companies and try to get you pre-qualified. Now there's going to be three items that they're going to ask for. That's why I wanted to send you my license and my driver's license, because the first one, Stephen, is going to be your social security number, because your social security number links to your prescription history report, which tells us which company you can actually get qualified for. Okay. The second one's going to be your banking information. Your banking information determines that you're actually the one paying for your policy. You're not buying a policy on somebody else. Right. Okay. And the last one's going to be your driver's license number, obviously, because we need to know if you're a crazy driver and if you're out there running on DUIs. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So are you okay with all three of those things? Yeah. What if okay. they say no? I say, is the only reason you're not okay with that is because you just don't know who I am? Mm. Just direct. Yeah. How often do you get that? Don't. I've never gotten it. Hmm. I mean, think about it, dude. So like, okay, think about, think about the person you're talking to. You're either talking to somebody who filled out a blank form that they got in the mail right. and they sent it back into a complete stranger with their date of birth, their phone number and their address on it. Right. Okay. And then a complete stranger calls them and then they let another complete stranger into their home who they don't even know who it is. Right. Right. Or you're talking to someone who went online, filled out a form with all their information. They let a telemarketing person call them, verify all that information, get their email address, get their address, get their smoking status, get their prescriptions. Then goes, would you like us to send you to a licensed agent in your state? And they say yes. Then they wait on hold to get transferred to a licensed agent in the state. This whole time they're waiting. 
why wouldn't they give me that information? Right. They've already given up everything else. See, that's, that's the thing, right? Like when I was, when I was selling face to face, this is what I, this is what I used to tell people all the time. It's like when I was brand new face to face, selling face to face, I'd be like, um, Matt, Matt, what, what, what's your social? You know what I mean? And like, they can hear it that I couldn't yep. even ask the damn question. Right. Or darn yep. question. Dude, I, I need to stop. Um, but what was fascinating is when I got decent and I was like, Matt, what's your social? Is it start with the six or a five? And they're like, no, it's actually starting with the four. And they just ramble it off. Boom. And I was like, oh my God, that worked. Banking yep. information, Dude. right? Same Dude, thing. It's the same, it's the same concept. If, if people are scared to give you their banking information, just go, hey, what's the name of your bank? And that's Wells Fargo. Oh, is that Rodney or is Bank of America? Is that Rodney number one, two, two, four hundred, seven, two, four? Is that what it is? And they go, yeah, okay, great. What's your account number? Yep. <laughs> I love like, it. Like, dude, rattle the stuff off. Like, figure out, like, and, and be a professional. And a professional knows what medications are. Profe- like, you take blood pressure. Okay. Are you taking lisinopril? Are you taking amylodipine? Are you taking hydrochlorazide? What do you, what do you, right. metropolol? What are you taking? Right. Right. And they tell you, you taking diabetes med, or you taking insulin, you take a gabapentin, you take a glyburide, like know these things. Right. But you'll know these things eventually if you're brand new. Right. Because what you realize is everyone across the United States takes the same prescriptions. They do. The doctors all prescribe the same stuff. If it ends with a <laughs> stat, if it ends with a yeah. stat, it's cholesterol. This is really that cholesterol. Um, yeah. What do you say if they don't? If they say, "But I don't even know who you are." Like, Who says that? That's I'm just curious. I'm just throwing out. I'm just throwing out stuff for <laughs> you to see how you would overcome it. Like for example, we had we I had an agent that is local to us, and you know she made a deal. She she she's in the process of closing a piece of business out of state, and they gave her everything except for banking. And she was like, they're like, I just don't feel comfortable giving it over to on the phone. Like I need to see you in person. Okay. Right? Like, how so would like you? My only thing. It? Okay, so there's two ways we can do that. Okay. Yes. Number one, I can fly out to see you and we can get it done. Okay. Or if you like, we can call the company and you just give it to them. Oh, okay, cool. Like America does it, it doesn't over the phone app. Right. Oh yeah. You're right. I came from a state that didn't allow me to do that. That's the reason why I never remember this stuff. Got that, that's it. A, that's, that's actually really good. It's just a credibility man. issue, bro. That's just credibility issues. All that is. I so it'd that. be more like, Hey, listen, wh- why, why really are you comfortable with giving me your banking information? Do you feel like I'm going to steal from you? Right. Here's mine. And then, because, yeah, because here's what, here's what you'll notice. And you, and anyone that's ever sold anything to anybody on here, you'll ever notice that the people who are most financially capable, they never have any issue giving the bank account information. The people who you're going to, they're going to bounce that policy. They are not going to give you their banking information. And you want to know why? Because they don't have any money in their bank account. So if they don't have any money in their bank account, they're going to bounce it anyway. So I would say, yes, work on overcoming that objection. But what would really determine is you probably are better off that you didn't sell that person because my guess is it was going to bounce. A hundred percent. I love that. Dude. And and the other thing too, is like, if it's not a big deal for you, it's not a big deal for them. Like I've done it in the home where they're like, ah, you know, Steve, I don't feel comfortable giving you my bank account information. I'm like, Hey, you got a pen and paper. They're like, yeah. I'm like, write this down. 322 two, two, four, you know, two, uh, two, seven, two or two, four, seven, six, whatever Chase's account number or routing number was. And I used to give it to him and be like, you ready for my account number? And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, take my account number now. 
zero 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 one two three four five six seven. They're like, why are you giving me this? Because I'm like, I don't care if you have my account information. It doesn't matter. You can only deposit money into it. It's not like you're gonna take it from you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and like with all the fraud monitoring nowadays, that ain't gonna happen. So just mentally speaking, it's a mental issue that you can easily come over as an agent. Right. Right. And it's it's just flat out posture. Cool. So after you set the table, after we just did all this stuff of you going, hey, I need these three pieces of information from you. And you go, is there going to be any issue? And I say, no. What happens after that? So basically, I just I just do a normal presentation after that point, because now we've got the introduction. They've already agreed to doing certain things. Uh -huh. So I say, hey, listen, so my job is to get you kind of pre-qualified, Stephen. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to ask you some basic financial questions, a little bit of life questions, some med medication questions. And we're going to see if we can get you pre-qualified with one of the carriers, okay? Right. So when you called in, I'm assuming you only called in for a couple of different reasons. One is you probably have a little bit of life insurance in place, but maybe not enough. Or the second one is you don't have anything in place and you know that if you pass away, your family is screwed. Which one is it for you? First one. So you have a little bit of coverage in place, but maybe just not enough. Right. Okay. Were you looking for burial? Were you looking for cremation? Or were you looking for legacy money to leave behind? What does legacy money mean? Well, legacy money means like you passed away and now the funeral expenses are paid off, paid for and everything, but you want your daughter to have a little bit of extra money to maybe buy a house there you or go. to pay off college debt or to pay or just you want to you want when you pass away your family to go. Thank you, grandma. Thank you, mom, for this. That's what legacy money is. So which one of those three do you want? The legacy one. OK. And what's the name of your beneficiary? Jules. Jules. So you want, when you pass away, that Jules is going to get enough money to pay for all of your burial expenses and then also to be able to buy a house or to pay off debt or just to say, thank you, mom, for not leaving me in trouble. Uh, probably a down payment on a house would be nice. That's awesome. Good for you. Okay. I can't guarantee that we can get you qualified for that, but I can guarantee that I'm going to try. Right. Okay. Okay, so now talk to me about your prescriptions. What do you? What have you ever been prescribed? Uh, they gave me a lisinopril, a metformin, and a simvastatin. Okay, so blood pressure, cholesterol, and what else? A metformin. They say okay, I'm so pre-diabetes. Okay, so diabetes. Okay, is that before or after age fifty you were diagnosed? Before. Before, okay. And then do you currently take a gabapentin or have you ever been prescribed gabapentin? No. Okay. Height, weight, okay? Or are we a little too tall or are we a little too short? Um, 5'10", 240. Okay, you're okay. That's all right, man. And then would you rate your health on a scale between one to five, five being the utmost best? What would you rate your health as? Three and a half. Three and a half. I would say, dude, you're about probably about a four. You know what I mean? Like your diabetes is under control. You just have blood pressure and cholesterol. It's normal. Okay. So why don't we do this now? Have you ever, so you purchased a little bit of life insurance, but how much do you know about life insurance? A little bit, a lot or nothing? Not, not a lot. Okay. I want you to get a pen and paper because I'm going to explain the basics to you real quick. Okay. 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 Let me know when you have it. I have it. Okay. There's three different types of insurance and only three. Okay, Steven, so the first one is called accident insurance. Accident insurance is the cheapest form of insurance that you can buy. 
The only downfall to it is it only pays out in case you die of an accident and it's going to go away at age 80 with you know, with a care like Mutual of Omaha. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. The second is called term insurance. Term insurance is the second cheapest type of insurance that you can buy. You have it for a certain amount of years, 10, 15, 20, or 30 years. The only downfall to it is it goes away at the end of that term. So just know that if you pass away after the term, your family's jewels is not going to get any money. Does that make sense? Yep. The last type of insurance, the most popular type of insurance is called whole life insurance. Whole life insurance is the most popular type of insurance. The reason why is because you have it the rest of your life, no matter how long you live. Mm-hmm. It's the policy that most of my seniors purchase to leave money behind to their kids and to take care of burial costs. Okay. It's usually a little bit easier to qualify for, but it does earn a cash value along the way as well. Now, now, Stephen, out of those three, which one most interests you? The one that lasts forever. The permanent insurance. I kind of thought so. 90% of my family's picked that one too. See that, like before we dive into it, that line, because I was going to interrupt you the first time, I said that on every appointment. Whatever they said, I'm like, yeah, 90% of my clients that are your age, that have your situation, have this. Why? Because it's yeah, a big affirmation that the product that they're choosing is a really good one, because it is. I wouldn't go, yeah, you know what? Very few people pick that. Dude, don't do that. No. Well, it's the same concept of, look, I explain, even if they can't qualify for term insurance, okay? Like, and a majority of them can't. Let's be real about it. Right. But I explain what they are. And the reason I explain it is because they're going to get offered it, right? Someone mm-hmm. else is going to offer them some kind of insurance. So I want them to know exactly what they got. But I say stuff like um, the, the most popular one or most of my senior folks, most of my kids in their 20s, most of my clients in their 40s, they pick this one or they pick this one. This is the one they like the most. They like mortgage payment protection the most. They like to pay off their home mortgage the most. They, whatever it might be, right? And I guide them that direction. That way they know what they're picking. Right. Okay, so then after I say that- Everybody else is doing. Yes. So then after I say, it's as simple as this, after I say that, okay? Okay, Stephen, like I said, I can't guarantee that I'm going to get you approved. The most I can do is get you pre-approved. So what we're going to do now, I'm going to give you three different options. I need you to write them all down, and then I need you to pick one. And then we're going to try to get you pre-approved, okay? So the first one, this is the most coverage I can get you approved for. The second one is going to be what the company recommends. And the third one is going to be like the minimum that everybody can afford. Does that make sense? I love that. Say that again for those that did not hear that. The first one so is the what, policy that you can get approved for. That's the first one is I'm going to show you the most coverage that you can get approved for. The second one is what the company is going to recommend to you. And the third one is the minimum that way everybody can afford it. That's so good. Okay. So I just need you to pick one. So now write these three options down. The first one, if it's safe, it's America. The max you can get is $30,000 of coverage. That also pays double in case you die of an accident. Mm -hmm. And it comes with chronic and critical illness that you can access 50% of your death benefit if you had a stroke, heart attack, or cancer. Pretty cool, right? And that one is $297.04 a month. The next one is for the recommended, which you want to take care of your burial, plus leave a little bit of money behind to Jules. And so the company recommends $20,000 to you because that would take care of your burial expenses, plus leave a little bit of money behind. And that one is $198.07. Same exact other benefits, doubles in case you die of an accident and also has a living benefits. 
And the last one that everyone can afford is this $10,000 worth of coverage, because that will at least take care of your burial expenses. And that way, Jules doesn't have to come out of pocket for anything. Does that make sense? Makes and sense. that one is only $97.05. So, Stephen, which one of the three, how much money do you want to leave behind for Jules? Yeah, I want to buy some insurance right here. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm going to rip this apart in a good way. Like y'all heard him say, this is what the company recommends. And it's only a hundred dollars. Like he's using words to make it seem like it's, it's simple for people to understand. This is the reason why he sells and protects a lot of families. You know what I mean? And another tip, he's not saying, hey, we're going to leave this money for your daughter. We're leaving this money for Jules. Why? Because he knows he's making it personal for me. Like, I already have insurance, Matt. I don't need to buy anymore, but dang it, I want to buy some insurance right now. <laughs> you know what I Dude, mean? Dude, whenever, whenever I'm doing these, I'm like, do I have enough insurance on me? I'm like, would Stephanie be okay? Like, treat it like that. <laughs> right. But see, that's so good because it's like, this is what the company recommends. Why? Because if anybody's ever done three option sales, they always pick the middle one. 80% of the time, they pick the middle one. 10%, yep. they take the bottom and 10% take the top because they can afford it. But 80% yep. of the time, they take the middle one. And so it's like, if you know that, I love that. You know, like this is what the company recommends. Like, oh my gosh, that is so good. Makes me want to get in the field again, sell some insurance. Um, can, I, can, I, can I cut throw on one last tip on that? Of course. A dude. lot of folks, if you want to help with your cancellation rates and your chargebacks, do something like this. So when a client is teeter-tottering, they're going back and forth on which one to pick, you pick the lowest one. You, as the agent, your job is to talk them down. Your job is not to talk them up. If you talk them up, they can't afford it, just so you know. So talk them down and go, hey, look, Stephen, you're kind of going back and forth between the middle one and the top one. So why don't we do this? Why don't you pick the middle one? And then I see my clients once a year anyway to do a client review. And then in a year from now, if you feel like you want to add another 10,000 of coverage or 20,000 of coverage, I'll help you do that. And that way we'll just give Jules some more security. But in between time, just pick this one. Sound good? Sounds very good. Okay. I used to do that all the time, man. Because I would be like, if I was a salesman, I'd pitch you the biggest one. Matter of fact, we should take the middle one or the lowest one so we can get something in place. And yeah. I'll call you in 60 days. And if things are better, we'll add the difference. And yeah. what happens That's is when you call them in 60 days, they're like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't pick the most expensive one because I would have let it go. Yep. Every yep. time. Yep. Agreed. Every time. So business that, you know, stays is the business that pays. I love that, Matt. Um, cool. So after they pick an option, right, when you're going through the e-app or, you know, the phone app, whatever, with them, what are you, like, are you doing anything, building any report during that time? Because I remember when I was face-to-face, -face, that was a lot of dead air, right? So I would ask, you know, hey, so where's your family from or whatever it is. What do you do during that time? I mean, same concept. I just... So I'm, I, I'm a naturally a talkative person. I don't handle quiet situations very well. Right. Right. I'm one of those people. And so I'm always trying to fill, if there's a weird void, I'm always trying to, right. even if I say something stupid, I'm going to say something, you know? And so I, I just do the same thing. I'm like, Hey, how long you guys lived here? How long you been at the address? You know what I mean? I'm, then I'll say something like, Hey, if it gets real quiet, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to work on this for you that we can complete it. I just, I'm always filling the air with nonsense, if I'm being honest with you. Right. But it's also, and this is a tip though, when you're closing, don't fill the air with nonsense. Silence is golden when you're closing. After you yeah, ask Yeah, when you're closing, be quiet. 
Right. Hey, out of the three options that I showed you, which one do you like most or which one do you want? Which one does your family deserve when you when you leave behind and shut up until they say something? The first person to speak loses. Right. I agree. This is when you they've already picked one mm -hmm. and you're doing the application. Then you could become friends. Right. Exactly. That's the time to be friends. <laughs> exactly. Exactly so. right. Hey, if you guys have any questions, drop them in the chat, drop them in the Q&A. We'll, we'll be hitting them over soon. But man, this is great, man, because, you know, the, the tough part that I feel with the current climate of the country, right, with COVID and all this stuff, um, you know, a lot of people that we're, we're talking and hiring right now, they don't want to go face to face. And I don't okay. blame them. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying because whatever your your views are on 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 COVID, it, it has everything outside of that, like. I don't want to live in a hotel. I don't want to rent a car. I don't want to drive three hours one way to run appointments. Like, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to be able to sit from the comfort of my house and protect families and be able to do that, be able to have dinner with my family every night. You know what I mean? Dude, like, okay, I value so, that. Look, man, I, um, I'm so blessed in so many ways. And I'm so thankful for this company. And I'm so thankful for you guys because the team the team camaraderie we have in all of coast to coast and Skypoint And like, it's just, it's an honor to be a member of this whole team. Right. Because during December, when I was doing this run, like everybody was reaching out to you, to me, like, it was crazy, man. Like, How are you, you got yes, this. It was so like Brandon and, and Rob. And then like nonstop uh, team velocity kept texting me the whole time. You know what I mean? Like everyone was on your side. And so What's cool is the more you get involved with the team, the more you win. And it's, it's not, it, yes, look, it is awkward at first when you get to know somebody, it just is like, sometimes you hit it off with people right away. And sometimes you don't, sometimes you have to build a relationship. But what I can say is the more you get around and get on the YouTube videos and get on the podcast and get on all the things, the more you build a team and the more you build a team, the more you want to win with the team. Right. Right. And what's cool about the Zoom calls and the live transfers is we can still have team camaraderie, but from our own home. Yep. Which is very cool. Right. Okay. I love and it. I was going to say, the last thing is, even though I did 90 families or whatever it was in December, I still did Christmas. I still took Christmas Eve off. I still went to the chocolate factory. I still did the Christmas light thing with my kids. I still had dinner at night. I just was up extremely early and I went to bed extremely late, Right. but I still put my kids to bed and I still took my kids to school. Right. So the, the freedom that you get with this is amazing. As long as you work hard in between right. time. Cause that's the, th that's the thing is when you're working, you gotta be working. Right. Yes. And that's what I, I, I've been talking to a lot of the agents on our team that are doing virtual sales. And I'm like, dude, there's a problem if you're literally just sitting there waiting for live transfers and not making outbound calls because you're in a very reactive position in your business instead of proactive. Proactive meaning you dialing while they're, you know, they're coming in too. That's my biggest thing is how efficient are you in that time span that you're working? Because a lot of people can get done in an hour or two more than most people can get done in a day. Yeah. Right. So it's for me, it's never about how many hours that you work. It's how productive were you in those hours that you work? Because you know, like for, for me, it's like, you'd be around Sean for two hours. Dude, he does more in like two hours than most people do in a week. Yeah, you might be it's exhausted. Crazy. It's exhausting, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, but that's the reason why the company's pace is what it is, right? So um, let's dive into this. Um, first question that I have for you, Matt, how many leads are you buying per dollar a day? 
Um, okay, so outbound dials or inbound? That's different. That's different questions now, I guess. Right. So, so both. for outbound dials, if I'm dialing outside, I'm doing 100 per dial day to book appointments. Right. Okay. For inbound, I take 10 live transfers a day. Love it. Cool. That's a great answer. Uh, question number two. Do you have talkative clients where you already explained the process to them and told them the three pieces of info you need from them, driver's license, social, bank account? But then when you get to the bank account information, they forget you explained it to them because they've been talking the whole time. They <laughs> forgot about it. how do you push through that? They literally talk so much they forgot what you said. It's that's normal because especially seniors they love to talk. Seniors love to talk, especially if they're widowed seniors. They yep. love to talk. So just as part of the process, just direct them where they need to go at all times. Chime in something and go on to the next thing. Hey, real quick, what's your address? Hey, real quick, what's your social? Hey, real quick, what's your driver's license number? Hey, real quick, you said you wanted Jules to be your beneficiary. What's her date of birth? Hey, real quick, your routing number is this, right? What's your account number? Hey, go get it. Right. See, that's the other thing is like, you're really good when you can get that piece of information and tie it back into the conversation. So like, hey, Matt, one second, I need this information. Who do you bank with again? Got yep. it. Okay. Wait, so what, what happened was, yep. you know, and then they're like, wow, he's actually listening to me. That's You should be. So, um, cool. Uh, what is your follow-up process for people you may not close on the first conversation? I would book an appointment with them. Okay. So there's two, there's two ways you can do it. You can either, you'll know when you're doing a live transfer, if you feel like you're going to close that person or not over the phone, like you'll know within, within a week, you'll have that figured out. Okay. Right. So, if you feel like you're not going to close it, I automatically book an appointment. The only reason you wouldn't close it is in a good way of kind of getting this out in the beginning is to say stuff like this. So, hey, Stephen, so I know that you're looking for coverage on you, but are you also looking for coverage on your spouse or a significant other or your domestic mm -hmm. partner? Or is it strictly just you? Love it. So that's a good way, because a lot of times the reason you won't close it is that if they need to ask permission from their wife. Most most people do. Yep. So just book an appointment. It's okay. It's right. okay. And a lot of, and here's the thing, don't, don't have the ego in the way. Most women make the decisions when it comes to stuff like this. I'm just All women make the decisions when it comes to stuff like this. Yeah. So I don't put the machismo factor in there. Um, cool. Next question is what's your average bid for live transfers and how, how much do you have it at to get 10 transfers a day? Good question. Okay. It's a great question. So that depends on the vendor. Okay. So it depends on how many states you have as well. I have 26 states now, Love which it. brings my lead cost down. Love I it. do not overbid for all web leads. I know some of y'all do. I think you're crazy. Okay. <laughs> so I pay $54 a lead and $60 a lead. And on my all web leads, I can get 10 or 15 a day without even blinking an eyeball. Wow. You guys who are bidding 80, 95, $95, $100 a pop, it's because you have a limited amount of states and it's ramping your lead cost up. You can get a non-resident license for 200 bucks or you can pay $200 for a lead. It's up to you. Y'all's choice. Y'all's choice. Everquote is going to cost you $100 a lead because you have to bid in order to get them. And so, and data lot's going to cost you $105, $120 a lead. Yeah, data lot's the most expensive one. Yep. And, and see, that's the thing, man. It's like, oh my gosh. Like, can you imagine paying $150 for a lead? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I did it in December. Okay. <laughs> so my, my max lit, my max bid price was $200. Oh my because God. Because I didn't care what it took, bro. I was going to get it done. Right. So I didn't care. I was, I was getting all the leads, right? all the leads. 
That's so funny. All right, next one. Um, this is a good question. This is a long one, but it's a good one. Um, you say professionals know prescriptions. Uh, people are on it makes sense. But where can you get a cheat sheet and what drugs are used for? Um, I heard Google. You can Google them, but if you misspell them, you know nothing comes up. So okay. So here's here's a great tip for you. Insurancetoolkits.com. Yep. Okay. Insurancetoolkits.com. Promo code FFL-15 gets you 10 or 15% off one or the other, 27 bucks a month. You can type in the prescriptions as they list them to you. It'll tell you what carrier they'll qualify for. There you go. So um, yeah. And, and the other thing, you know, for, for the agent that's asking this question is most people, like most people in America have high blood pressure, cholesterol, and diabetes for a fact they do. Like I was almost prescribed that at like 28, which drove me nuts. Right. But but like, so for example, the list of, you know, I would go on Google and be like common, you know, prescriptions for high blood pressure. There's only like five. Yeah. Amlodipine, lisinopril, metaprolo, um, hydrochlorothiazide. Like there's only so many that they can have. They're like different variations. You know, when it comes to diabetes, are you on insulin, metformin, you know, uh, Jardians. Or Gabamide, right. Uh, Glipizide, that's another one. Like there's only so many. Um, and, and like, once you like have the ones that you don't know, I just go, Hey, what's that? I know what tramadol is for, but like, what, you know, client goes, Hey, I have tramadol. What's that for again? Yep. Oh, it's for pain. Cool. And then I go on Google and I type in tramadol and I see if it's actually for pain or it's for like nerve, you know, or something else. Right. But it is, it's for pain, but, um, that's, that's, you know, how I would learn. And I just keep mental notes because you would see the same prescriptions over and over and over again. And I still can't spell them. So the person who said they can't spell them, welcome to the club. Okay. So, (laughs) so what I would say to that is tell them to go get the bottle. Right. And spell it to you. Right. Don't be scared to do that. Look, boss your clients around. The more you boss your clients around, the more they'll do. They want to be told what to do. Like, dude, good luck trying to spell hydrochlorothiazide. Like, good luck. Right. I, uh, I can barely say, I don't think, do you call it metropolis? Is that what you call it? I call it, I call it met, metropolis. I've called it so many things. I can't pronounce any of the things they have. It don't even matter, dude. Cause we understand what it is though. Yep. <laughs> the clients. Yeah, that one. <laughs> yep. um, but yeah, just because they're on more than five scripts does not mean they're going AIG. There's ma- matter of fact, cause those five scripts can be of things that don't matter. Like they can be on two, three blood pressure meds, one, you know, a statin and a metformin, dude, they're getting level. They can actually get termed in some cases, you yes. know? So it's, it's not based on the amount of scripts. It's based on the script, right? right. Like I, I can have a client that takes no meds besides that they had a nitro filled a year ago. That fool's going GI no matter what, yep. you know what I mean? Uh, so it's not the amount, it's the script. Um, boom, boom, boom. All right. What made you choose the priority in the telemarketing companies. Why do you like all web and Everquote? Is it simply bid price? Um, I've tried them all. And what I have found is this is just personal opinion. You all got to try your own leads and see which company you, everyone's got a different personal preference of what they like. The only reason I like all web leads is because it's a life insurance person. I'm only paying 54 bucks for it. So basically I can get 10 for $540 or I can get 10 for 600 bucks. If I sell two out of 10, I'm profitable. It's just math. It's just math. Like I, you can have the worst clients in the world and only still have to sell 10. I only saw it sell two. Right. So. Uh, good question, Brandon. How do you continue to push forward through all the no's? 
man, I don't hear them. If I'm being honest with you. Nice. Like I, I probably hang up on people faster than they hang up on me. So, cause I don't know, man, like, okay. So that is, man, I don't even know how to answer this. I guess it's, I guess pushing through the nose is a lot to do with the team and being, being around people. And sometimes I think I've been doing this for so long. I forgot what it was like to get rejected so much in the beginning. You're like, because, I'm doing now. Yeah. It's normal. Like it's a normal process now to get rejected. And I feel like that's okay for me. So, so now, so now it's like, um, so here's the way to push through it. And this would be good for anyone. So I set a goal and my goal was 180 appointments in December. That was my goal. My goal was not the production. Right. So my goal was the appointments. And I knew if I could hit the appointments, the production would come. I didn't know if it would come in the middle of the month, in the end of the month or the beginning of the month. Right. But what I knew is if I could just focus on hitting my appointment goal, it would fall into place where they said no or yes. And so I strictly only focused on that. And then what I did was I have whiteboards behind me and I put a check mark for every appointment run. And I put a little, like a dash through it. And what I did was as I went through the day, I crossed off every time I talked to somebody about insurance. And so even if I got rejected, I was still accomplishing my initial goal. Right which was getting through my numbers. And yeah, so exactly. I would say just focus on the activity. The rest will take care of itself. Right. Changing your focus and focusing on small wins. I got to win the day. You know what I mean? And if you got to, I, I saw this the other day and I loved it. You, you win, you section your day in four time frames, like morning, afternoon, early evening, and then evening. And it's like, I got to win it like a sporting game. I got to win the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. I might lose the first quarter, but I can still come back and make a run in the second quarter. So can I give you like, here's a little, here's a little veteran secret, I guess you could say. Okay. So I used to, when I was having a terrible day and I don't know how many veterans that sold insurance did this. I used to go when I was traveling, I used to go back to my hotel room and I would start the day over. Like I would, I would take off my clothes, crawl That's back to bed. Smart. That's cool. I didn't get do that, out of bed, cool. get a shower, get dressed and go again. Right. Like I would start the day over. And I do the same thing with this. Like if I'm having a terrible morning, I'll shut everything down. I'll go have lunch. I'll chill out. Do you know what I mean? For a moment and get my mind right. And then I'll come back in and go again. Right. But what's, what's great about this business is you can have eight no's and still help two families yeah. and still have a blessed day. It's crazy what you can do. That's the part that messes people up. You can, like you said, you can have 10 appointments, eight people said no to you, two people said yes, and you made more in a week than you made more in those two appointments than you made in the week at your job. Yes. But, but you know what's fascinating is they're pissed about the eight. Yes. Fascinating. <laughs> fascinating. I know my wife's like, oh, you poor thing. You made this much today. <laughs> Give me your wallet. <laughs> right. That's awesome. Hey, uh, Matt, any closing remarks that you got for our group, man? This has been phenomenal, by the way. And everybody, I, I see it. People are like, I need the recording. I need the recording. Um, anything that you have to wrap up with what you're doing, man? No, dude, I just, I want to thank you for letting me come on here and help out. And I, the only thing I would say is get involved and help out this team because the more that you're around these winners, the more you become a winner, which is so much fun. And we're all just trying to go to the same place together. So everyone help each other and we'll all go to the same spot. I love that, man. Hey, Matt, thanks for hopping on and, and thanks for keeping it real. You know, one of the things that I, I've realized in this business is there's a lot of people that will tell you something, but they're, they're holding things back. 
right? They're like, they're gonna give you just enough, but not the whole answer to the question so that they can keep a little bit for themselves. The reason why stuff like this works is because Matt can literally hop on a call and tell everybody what he bids, how he says it, what states he's in. He can give you the whole answer. And you still got to do it anyways, because at the end of the day, he can give you those things. You still got to sell the insurance. You still got to, you know, actually dial the phone, pick up the phone and actually take the calls. Right. And, and so that's the beauty of this is we don't we don't need to hold anything back. We don't go, hey, he's not on our team. So therefore, he's going to not tell us all the stuff he's doing. No, no, no. Because guess what? On Monday, I'm going to return the favor and hop on Matt's team call and share yeah. everything that I can possibly can to help their team grow. That's the beauty of this business is we don't like, we don't compete with one another. We don't. You guys heard it at the beginning of the call when Matt was trying to make his run, he called and said, Hey, how'd you do it? I never said, well, let me just give you three fourths of the information. I was like, no, man, this is exactly how I laid it out. You know what I mean? So Matt, thank you so much again, brother. I appreciate you. I can't wait to do your call this upcoming week. You know, as I said, you know, we're so thankful for you for the knowledge that you, you share with our group and uh, you have a great one, man. I'll see you soon. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. Thank you guys. Hey, let's make it a great week and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Have a great one. Bye.